Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's news and flashback fun Midday Movie Madness mini episode. I'm your host, Movie Guru. Happy 247th birthday slash 4th of July to the glorious United States of America, who declared their freedom from British rule on this day in, 19, in 1776. Today also happens to be my cousin Natalie Sharborough's Paw Patrol-loving daughter Heidi's fourth birthday. Happy birthday, Heidi. I'm glad you liked your gift. Heidi and America share their birthdays with Annabelle and the Silence director John R. Leonetti, Nick Borbeau, Anastasia Sten- Stenbrenner, Alan and Emily LeBeau of LaPorte, Colorado's Dog Ruby, TV actress Melissa Barrera, Captain America, I mean the comics book character, um, not Chris Evans who plays him in the film, the late soul singer Bill Withers, Malia Obama, and the late Titanic actress Gloria Stewart who played Old Rose in the film, 2018's The First Purge, 2001's Cats and Dogs and Scary Movie 2, Adele's 2011 pop song Set Fires to the Rain, 1969's Once Upon a Time in the West, 1990's Die Hard 2, all debuted today. Today also marks nine years since the Clearwater Marine Aquarium in Florida rescued a little Stanella dolphin named Summer, who now lives happily at the Dolphin Research Center in the Florida Keys. I forgot to mention on Thursday that Kristen Phillips' grandmother, Mildred, turned 97 years old on July 1st. Oops, sorry about that. Happy belated birthday. Now, on the Friday's breaking news about Alan Arkin, the news pre-flashback fun is all good. The stork was quite busy lately. Everyone's favorite Today Show weatherman, Al Roker just got a new title, Grandpa. Today.com announced the wonderful news earlier t- this morning saying, the Today family has officially grown by one, and no one is more thrilled than new Grandpa Al Roker. The Today Show host announced Al's daughter, Courtney Roger Laga, gave birth on Monday to a healthy baby girl. Courtney and her husband, Wes, named the little one Sky Clara Laga. Al passed along word Tuesday that everyone was doing well and the family couldn't be happier. Little Sky is Al's first grandchild. And it's safe to say the Today Show, the Today co-host, is thrilled to officially add his grandpa name, Pop Pop, to his listed title. That's really cute. His first grandkid's name is Sky. Grandchild's name is Sky. Today's show co-host Chanel Williams said, how cute is that? Bethany Hamilton is now a girl mom. E! Online announced July 1st she is riding the waves of motherhood bliss as a first-time girl mom. The pro surfer and shark attack survivor recently gave birth to her, hus- her and husband, Adam Dirk's fourth child. Bethany, 33, announced the news on Instagram. June 30th, writing, meet our beautiful daughter, Alea Dorothy Dirks, the athlete who lost her left arm in a shark in a shark attack in 2003, included in her post a video of herself holding the newborn while wearing matching pink and white flower crowns 
and standing next to her husband. She also shared clips of the couple's two eldest sons, Tobias 8 and Wesley 5, bonding with their baby sister. We are feeling really grateful to God for the blessing of family, said Bethany, who also shares son Micah 2 with Adam. Kid Harrington and Rose Leslie are now parents of two. The Game of Thrones stars welcomed a bouncing baby girl earlier this week, making their two-year-old son and a later big brother. Congrats to all. And speaking of babies, ET Online revealed yesterday, Daniel Radcliffe is a proud dad to a baby boy. Radcliffe and his girlfriend, Aaron Dark, welcomed the little one, their first child together, back in April, but had yet to reveal the sex of the baby until now. While speaking to Danny, E.T.'s Danny Directo ahead of the season four premiere of Radcliffe's TBS series, Miracle Workers, the Harry Potter alum gushed over life as a new dad. It's great. It's crazy and intense, but he's wonderful. And Aaron is amazing. It's a real privilege to also, also to have this time with him, Radcliffe gushed. I was always going to take some time off, which not everyone is able to do. And so I'm kind of glad I'm able to kind of just be here with him a lot, which is lovely. He added, so we're having a great time. The website also announced yesterday, and please forgive me for this. I love you. You love me. We have details on Daniel Kalula's Barney movie. The website announced yesterday, Barney is embracing his inner millennial. Oscar winner Daniel Kalulua, known for films like Get Out and Nope, plans to take the generation-defying purple dinosaur to the big screen in a live-action film adaptation of the popular children's TV show. However, his rendition of the beloved best friend will take on a much different approach. Mattel Films executive Kevin McKeon explained in a new interview with The New Yorker published on Sunday how the purple superstar would be personifying a much different attitude in the movie than his typical child-friendly persona known to audiences worldwide. We're leaning into the millennial angst of the property rather than fine-tuning this for kids. It's really a play for adults, McKinnon. McKeon explained to the publication, not that it's R-rated, but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being 30-something, growing up with Barney, just the level of disenchantment within the generation. Folks prepared to see something similar to the digestible entertainment of the children's series should shift their expectations. As McKeon emphasized, the flick will be reminiscent of an A24-type surrealistic story similar to projects held by directors Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones. This could be interesting or... Who knows? Director-writer Ryder Goerg has her next project already at the ready. IGN.com stated yesterday she has secured a deal with Netflix to write and direct two movies based on C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia. After playing dress-up in Barbie's Closet to bring the world's most famous doll to life with Margot Robbie in this summer's big-screen trip to the Dreamhouse, Gerwig is ready to step foot into a very different kind of wardrobe to explore a world of fantasy magic. According to a recent profile piece in The New Yorker, Gerwig will helm at least two Narnia movies for Netflix. 
As part of the streamer's long gestating plans to bring the beloved Chronicles of Narnia series to life through multiple movies and TV shows, Netflix announced its multi-year deal with the C.S. Lewis Company backed in October 2018 and later enlisted Coco Coke writer Matthew Aldridge as the creative architect overseeing the development of all movies and shows adapted from C.S. Lewis's beloved Narnia universe. The fantasy series has been adapted numerous times in the past, including as an animated miniseries in 1979 and more recently as a series of movies beginning with 2005's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, directed by Adam Anderson. There were plans for a fourth movie, The Silver Chair, to come out, and it even had Joe Johnson attached as a director. But production company World and Media led its rights to the Chronicles of Narnia, lapsed in 2018, and Netflix snatched them up to spearhead this current adaptation initiative. It's unclear which Narnia tale Gerwig is adapting, but remember, before she dives into Narnia, she's eagerly awaiting the release of her Barbie movie July 21st which has been dubbed as Oppen- Barbieheimer day-, day. Yes, folks, that Barbieheimer Day is really a thing now since uh, Barbie makes her debut alongside Christopher Nolan's anticipated intense drama Oppenheimer. Collider.com announced July, 20, July 3rd, DC Comics mainstays Harley Quinn and the Joker are leaving Gotham City for a more exotic locale in the just-announced anime series Suicide Squad Isekai. DC has also released a new trailer for the series. At the, as the just-unveiled official website for the show promises, the most maddening worlds collide in an epic and violent fantasy with the strongest lineup of creators. The trailer features Harley Quinn and her sometimes partner in crime, The Joker, causing their traditional brand of mayhem in a neon-lit Gotham City before being transported to a much different place, a sunny fantasy realm populated by massive dragons, heroic knights, hulking orcs, and belligerent pigmen. The series will be a collaboration between Warner Brothers Japan and WIT Studios, a Japanese animation house best known for animating the first three seasons of the mega-hit Attack on Titan. It's time for this year's 4th of July patriotic flashback fun. As I stated on Thursday's show, yesterday was Tom Cruise's 61st birthday. I know, he looks good for 61, if you ask me. Well, he is known for many films, including Jerry Maguire, the Mission Impossible series, 1989's Born on the 4th of July, which got him his very first Oscar nomination, Risky Business and the More, there's one film that usually ends up on the list of the best patriotic films of all time. His May 16th, 1986 action drama, Top Gun, also starring Kelly McGills, Tom Skerritt, Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, and Adrian Pascal in his film debut, the film doesn't need a recap. It was based on an article in California Magazine dubbed Cop Guns. The, the $356 million flight 
grossing smash blockbuster was directed by the late Tony Scott. He took home the best original song for Take My Breath Away, sung by Berlin. Over the decades, the film has maintained a pop- its popularity and earned a 2013 IMAX 3D re-release. The sequel, Top Gun Maverick, with Cruz and Kilmer reprised in their roles, was released on May 27, 2022. That's 36 years later. It majorly surpassed the original film, both commercially, commercially and critically, and even got a Best Picture nomination, and, just like the original one, ended up with a nomination for Best Original Song for Lady Gaga's Take My, Hold My Hand. According to IMDb.com, the Top Gun School actually instituted a $5 fine for anyone who quotes this film. As today's the 4th of July, it makes perfect sense to go back to 1996's highest grossing film, the smash blockbuster Independence Day, with uh, Will Smith, James Redhorn, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum, Judd Hurt, Randy Quaid, Harry Connick Jr., and Vizbeko A. Fox. The film opened worldwide on July 3rd, 1996, but started showing in limited release on July 2nd, the same day as the film's story began as a, as a result of high anticipation. The Alien Invasion film doesn't require a recap. The eventual Best, Pi- Best Visual Effects winner and $817.4 million fireworks grosser was 1996's highest-grossing film and the second-highest-earning movie at the time, behind Jurassic Park. It was an enormous turning point in blockbuster history and brought about the late 90s large-scale epic disaster blockbuster film resurgence, which includes films like Armageddon, which struck its 25-year mark on June 30th, Firestorm, Deep Impact, Volcano, Titanic, etc. It's a 2016 sequel. It had a sequel in 2016 called Independence Day Resurgence, set 20 years after the original, but we don't talk about that unwanted sequel. According to IMDb.com, it was only shot in about 72 days which is an unusually short period of time for such an enormous blockbuster. And the alien mothership is destroyed by a pair of Pennsylvania natives at the film's climax. Will Smith is from Philadelphia, whereas Jeff Goldblum is from Pittsburgh. Nearly four years after Independence Day, director Roland Emmerich sent moviegoers back in time to the American revolution with the historical war feature, The Patriot, suggested by Cassie Laughlin of of Hyannis. Set in rural South Carolina, the June 28, 2000 film with Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger, Chris Cooper, and Jason Isaacs focused on peaceful farmer widower Benjamin Martin. Martin is opposed to fighting Great Britain, but when a vicious officer kills one of his sons, He's driven to lead the colonial militia in the Revolutionary War. 
The film made off with 215.3 million war victories in theaters. It was up for the Best Original Score, Best Sound, and Best Cinematography Oscars. According to IMDb.com, Heath Ledger actually didn't work for a year since he only got offers for teen heartthrob parts. He was this close to quitting acting and returning to Australia when he was cast in the film. He stated researching for the American Revolutionary War for it answered his question as to why Americans wave their flag so high. It's because they went to hell and back to build a country. What's also neat is that actual amputees were cast to play the soldiers who had lost limbs in the film. And finally, we have Ron Howard's docudrama, Apollo 13, with Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise, and Ed Harris, and Tom Hanks. With Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise, and Ed Harris. Sorry about that. The 28-year-old film Rocket launched its way to theaters June 30, 1995. It was based on Jeffrey Klugger and Jim Lovell's 1994 book, Lost Moon, The Perilous Voyage of Apollo 13, about the aborted Apollo 13 moon mission and how NASA returned Apollo 13 back to Earth safely after the spacecraft had massive internal damage. According to its Wikipedia page, Howard went to great lengths to create a technically accurate movie, employing NASA's technical assistance in astronaut and flight controller training for his cast and obtaining permission to film scenes aboard a reduced-gravity aircraft for realistic depiction of the weightlessness experienced by the astronauts in space. The film rocketed to $355 million worldwide and it was that year's third highest grossing film. It won Best Film Editing and Best Sound Oscars and was up for seven other categories, including Best Picture. According to IMDb.com, Ron Howard had Robert Walter Cronkite actually record new audio reports to add to Apollo 13. And Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, and Bill Paxson were all extremely proud of the fact that they didn't get sick on the so-called Vomit Comet, the plane used to simulate zero gravity. Uh, on the other hand, the poor camera? Uh, weren't so not lucky. Aside from these films, innumerable patriotic films and TV miniseries have been released over the decades, including Glory, Hidden Figures, the aforementioned Born on the Fourth of July, Hamilton, which just got a new sing-along version on Disney+, Plus. Band of Brothers, Saving Private Ryan, National Treasures, MASH, Zero Dark Thirty, Forrest Gump, 1776, Hacksaw Ridge, and many others. That's all for this week's News and Flashback Fun, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe, watch lots of movies, and get to the theaters if you can. And happy 4th of July to all. Bye now.